guys. Welcome to Skates to Throats. It's the great one here, Sean McIntyre, bringing in this episode here, joined by the always beautiful Christopher Patton. Hey, how's it going, guys? The the butte, le butte, <laughs> as they call me. Um, hope everybody's having a good weekend, man. I'm excited to talk about some hockey. We also got Dakota, the Rock, the Shock. Hey, what's going on, boys? How are we doing? I'm putting the pressure on. We're getting nicknames this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for more like the Grizzly or something bear-related, but I guess I'll take what I got. It's all right. No, we could, we could definitely it's, – it's definitely fluctual. You know, we'll, are you, we'll are you a closet, closet Bruins fan? We need to well, know about this shit ahead hey, of time. Hey, you know my girlfriend's a Bruins fan, all right? She just got into hockey, and she chose the Bruins. God, I know. I have a uh, speaking of that, I have a signed Bobby Orr five by seven for her. Oh, that is excellent. <sighs> is it the dive? It's the dive, isn't it? <laughs> uh, no, it's just him standing there, kind of looking goofy. But oh, right on. <laughs> I'll be like, this would be a true Boston household if we at least have one frame photo of the dive. <laughs> I guess so. Um, I guess I'll, you want me to start out the news. Does that work for everybody? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the big news here is, I mean, obviously the the biggest signing we've had in the past, I don't know, three weeks is the Carolina Hurricanes have signed Jake Gardner to a four-year, $16.2 million contract. Um, from from Carolina's side, Don Waldell, he's, Jake is a solid veteran blue liner with proven history of contributing offensively, including on the power play, Carolina's president and general manager says. He had options this summer, but ultimately decided that Carolina is the best fit, and we are thrilled to have him. So a team, to me with this, a team that was like pretty good already, just got a lot better on their blue line and uh, have a real chance to make a run at a cup next year. Yeah, I think I think it's a great sign. I was actually surprised when I saw the signing. I kind of almost forgot, you know, like. It's not too often you see, you know, pretty solid defensemen, you know, going this long without signing with the team. But I guess, yeah, if he had options, he was just taking his time, making sure he made the right pick, which I could respect. I can't imagine how happy he must be to get away from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, <laughs> he's a dumpster fire right now. All the stuff they got going on, but he's a he's a great defenseman. Uh, yeah, like you were saying, Chris, he's definitely going to shore up that blue line for the. Uh, Hurricanes, which is not something they really have a problem with to begin with, but uh, that's that's a great get. Yeah, I mean you're adding a you know a number one defenseman. You're they're just making a, the top yeah. line better. And uh, <laughs> you know before we got Subban, the Devils were actively looking at Jake uh, Gardner to pick up as a UFA. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is I actually wonder if Toronto kind of like stepped on their own toes here. If maybe they maybe they wanted to bring him back, but they were maybe so caught up in this Marner thing. They kind of neglected him a little bit even. I wonder if they were in this bidding as well to try to bring him back as one of his, you know, quote-unquote options. I mean, the big problem with the with the, the whole Marner holdout is they couldn't get any of these kind of deals done. And mm. they wouldn't have if, – if his deal is $16.2 million over four years, I'm not like a mathematician or anything, but that's what you're – just that's $4 million a year somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah. So they wouldn't have been able to sign him anyways because they, I think they have 13 or 14 million dollars in cap space, and that's after they set those long time uh, IRs. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's just no way they could have gotten this done. They were really kind of classy about it on their Twitter. They posted, uh, for always wearing the blue and white with passion and pride. Thank you, uh, thank you for everything, Jake. And that's they posted nice. a photo of it, which was yeah, at least uh, classy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you're a fan of Jake Gardner, check out his Twitter. He posted a like a kind of a cute video uh, with his kid wearing a hockey helmet saying he's very excited about his new new home. So it's all good stuff all around. The Hurricanes have a little bit of problems cap-wise. They're, uh, they're currently almost a mil over the cap. Ooh. So they're going to yeah, have to somewhere. do something there. And uh, that would be after they just had someone step down or retire, right? Um, we talked yeah, about that John, last uh, week. I, yeah, I wanted to like touch on. No, I don't think. I don't think. Did we discuss it last week? Uh, Justin Williams stepping away from hockey. I feel like that was more of a this week oh, yeah, thing. I yeah, I don't um, think we did cover that. No, uh, it's definitely something I want to get on. But uh, yeah, going back to the hurricane, the cap situation. Yeah, they're gonna have to make some moves uh, very soon, especially yeah. if they're picking up him for his price. I'm wondering if this cap hit is including. Justin Williams, and maybe that hasn't went off the books yet. Yeah. I would assume that his contract is off. Him retiring basically gave them the cap space to get this deal done, is what it sounds like. Yeah, it might have been the case, at least for this season. He might come back. But, uh, great oh. hockey player either way. Well, yeah, Justin for Williams. Sure. Yeah, so, I mean, they're right now they're at uh, 82 million, and the cap is 81.5. That's like kind of the uh, upper limit, so they're they're actually in the, in the negative per puck yeah. media and uh, capology. So both of those are pretty reliable sources for all that kind of stuff. If you're interested in cap room, yeah, I wish um, I would have offered that when I was in high school. I'd have taken that class. <laughs> capology, yeah, <laughs> advanced advanced statistics in yeah. only sports. Um, so. Kind of a cool thing. It's the the NHL prospects tournaments going on, and um, I think this is a first. But they actually have four female referees officiating um, some of the games as part of one of the crews, and they're kind of rotating them in and out. But I thought that was it was kind of a, just a cool story. Uh, they obviously have coached both men and women's NCAA hockey, and uh, worked in the IIHF. So obviously. Just, just kind of cool to see this. Uh, I, I would love to see female referees in the league. I, I have, I think that's awesome. Um, so just exciting news all around. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Fuck yeah, for equality, man. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. No, it's it's like when they were uh, they're starting to phase in female referees in the uh, NFL too. Uh, it's like if you've got the experience, by all means, do the job, man. I don't, I get, I don't, I don't know. I am. I'm just. I'm like you, Chris. I'm glad to see it's happening. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't want to see like. I hope there's no like meatheads. You know, like oh, you're fucking ruining the sport, man. Like you know, <laughs> taking our terms. Yeah. Like me, I'm one of those like live and let live. Like I don't like you know to like. I guess I don't want to say like I don't care, but in a way, it's just like, dude, if they can do the job, they can do the job. You know what okay. I mean? Like I don't care, man, woman, whatever, doesn't matter. If you could do the job, you can do it. So I just I just hope I, we don't see like the people that are just like oh, you what we're gonna do my man <laughs> yeah you're you're right there bud <laughs> you better you better oh god you better hope they don't mess up a call oh don't yeah. make a bad call in the first game people are gonna <laughs> Twitter is gonna explode well <laughs> as someone who has watched 
three of the prospect games, I can tell you that the worst referee I saw was yesterday. It, yesterday in the Devils uh, game, there was a, uh, I can't remember the player from Buffalo, but he was back skating and the ref wasn't paying attention and just got trucked over by him. Oh, so there's no way that any of these referees can be any worse than that poor guy who got Scott Stevens, alone. It's basically. his first day. <laughs> um, you know he so, put uh, his skates on being like, I might, don't I mess up today. That. I'm going to see if I could pull that up on YouTube. It is in the um, it's in the first period, so the, I think they I think they posted up the prospect games. Today's stream was a lot better um, for the Devils. They did it through Facebook Live, which was a hundred times better than this region locked crap that I had to go through yesterday. I had to basically install a proxy, log into a New York server, and then <laughs> watch <laughs> watch a prospect game that maybe probably a thousand people were gonna watch in general. Like I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's whack. Why would you reach and lock something that's online? That's yeah, just so. that's bad business. But uh, I did... I, yeah, that didn't make sense to me too. I saw it, I saw today's game streaming on YouTube, which I was kind of yeah, happy about. I saw it on YouTube a little while ago. I didn't click on it because I'm not a Devils fan by any means. Wire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, just real quick since I brought up the prospect games. Jack Hughes looked great. Uh, he didn't play today, but yesterday I thought it took him a little while to get going. You can tell he's kind of getting acclimated to the game at the at the speed that it's at. But the move, some of the moves that he made showed like how skilled he actually is. Like splitting defenders, um, he he blocked a they were a power play. He blocked a, uh, a, a an attempt at a dump to get it out of the zone, and then just turned around like spun around and whipped it top corner like he had some really great moments and uh he kind of got a goal streak going um at least as far as the double scoring because that when he scored that goal it was like six zero uh, <laughs> 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 the end of the game made it look a lot closer than it was because i think the game ended up being like six four but as you guys know from our uh facebook chat i was kind of like what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, like, and, uh, I don't even know anyone of note that Buffalo has like on their prospects really too much, except for that one, uh, the one player you mentioned that we think played with him all season. Yeah, I, I thought Ristolainen had played with them last year. I should actually pull this up because um, I, I know that he was asking for a trade um, <laughs> based off last year and he played. Yeah, he played 78 games last year. So <laughs> like, some prospect. How is he a prospect at this point um yeah and i don't know a lot of obviously i wasn't paying as much attention to buffalo's prospects as much as i was there to see uh boquist for the devils and jack hughes who both who both had pretty good uh moments in the game and i'm looking forward to seeing more out of those two guys but uh also ty smith um so i I, i'm sorry buffalo fans i didn't i didn't pay as much attention to um to your prospects, but uh, they looked pretty good. That's they were okay. kicking grass six to zero. So right. it's okay. I found it hard to focus on that game yesterday because that new Hulu Wu Tang series also dropped, and I was a diehard <laughs> Wu Tang fan when I was a kid. So I'm like, I, I can't do, I can't do one or the other. So unfortunately, the Wu won out on this one. <laughs> yeah, me and the wife uh, finished like watched well, that. We as don't have too much longer out. till preseason, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, we're so close. We got so games like close. next week, right? I can smell it. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuck yeah, the Tor- 15th. Tor- man. Yeah. Toronto versus Ottawa is next week. I think that's the first game. Oh, man. I think... Yeah, I got I to buy that NHL <laughs> center something ice. If Ottawa just routed them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was thinking uh, about maybe doing the online thing just so I could sit at my computer and have like four games running at once, like on one monitor. It pays for itself, man. Yeah, I, I use the, uh, the radio broadcast of the games. Yeah, I use the uh, the NHL uh, online subscription, and it's great. I mean, with with the way smart TVs are now, I don't really understand. I, like, I wouldn't probably pay for Center Ice at this point, just because like you can have like six devices with a bazillion different games going. <laughs> yeah, it pays for itself too. It's it's a great app. So uh, I was able to follow all of Vegas's games last year. Yeah. So, uh, we got Tory Krug, right? I, I think he is a, I, w- I would call him a, like a, a premier defenseman in the league. Really good player. Um, obviously, you know, Boston had a pretty good run in the playoffs last year. And, uh, he basically came out and said, no one's <laughs> tried to sign him this summer. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> He just said uh, that the talks have been non-existent between him and Boston, which I, I don't understand. I mean, I know this has a lot to do with uh, Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Car- Carlo also needing to be signed. But uh, like you guys said, preseason starts uh, next next week, and those are three guys that they have to get done um, going into the season. I know we, we because of all the, the damn Marner talk, we're missing some of these guys when we talk about uh, these yeah. signings that need to happen, but like this this i mean this is another situation where it's like are we going to have a hold out is that yeah. is that what's happening i mean hey i'll take him over muller get on it ray <laughs> yeah yeah we'll trade you <laughs> muller and a fourth for Tori yeah. Krug. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah i'll take that poor guy though like i was even reading a when I saw it in your notes, I looked up some things and I saw he's even apparently willing to take less money. So is it almost just like maybe Boston, maybe with bigger fish to fry, or maybe they just simply don't want to bring this specific player back? I don't know. I, I can't see why they want it. I mean, he's been a Bruin his entire playing career. You know, he's proven himself more times than uh, he's, he's a great defenseman, but uh, I. I hope this holdout thing doesn't become the norm in in the NHL. I already you already get enough of that in other sports now, and God, I just I really hope that's not what it is. I think it's just them trying to figure out what pieces are going to work best, and hopefully he falls into that because again he's a great defenseman, um, really good in NHL 20. By the way, I blitzed Vladimir Tarasenko with him. <laughs> uh, really Sign nice. him. So, so he does have okay. So he's kind of this. After looking up his contract, he's a little bit in the situation of uh, Taylor Hall. So they do have a year to get this done, but it would make more sense for them to get him signed now instead of giving him because if he has another year like he did last year, um, I would assume that he's going to be five to six million plus a year, easily. uh, With the way defensemen are getting paid nowadays. But I mean, yeah. his in in his playoff run, just just to put it in perspective, he had 18 points in 24 games as a defenseman. Like, it's a huge yeah. part of that team. You would think they would want to get this done sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, I guess maybe maybe they just figured like, hey, we got him this season. I guess they'll they probably have plans to talk to him this season. But yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I guess they just maybe bigger fish to fry kind of thing. You said they have other signings to do. Yeah, I mean they still have like I said McAvoy and and, and Carlo, but I, I would yeah. I would say that he is more important. Yeah, he's more than they are. If you're looking at it from the perspective of Char, this is probably going to be Char's last year. Yeah, true. Um, so you're losing a big piece of your defense. Like, I don't know if the season goes badly or something, and they don't make the playoffs for some reason. Now you have now now you're going to have him as an RFA, and you do risk the chance of a holdout come next year. So it's just one of those things. It's also the same thing that us Devils fans are nervous about <laughs> with Taylor Hall, but. At least Taylor Hall has said they have actively been talking, not that uh, the shit was just non-existent, as Krug said. So that's like a little <laughs> – I would be a little nervous on that. Yeah, uh, could you – we got to bring him back. It still makes me nervous. Every time you bring it up, I'm like, eh, I shudder. Like, oh, <laughs> we got to bring Taylor Hall back. <laughs> yeah, don't, let's not even talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it in December. <laughs> I, I trust in Ray. Ray has uh, – Ray has not steered the Devils wrong thus far with uh, his ability to make big moves and and keep some key players around. So true. Well, yeah. Well, didn't right when Taylor Hall first came here, he kind of was like off his game a little bit. And didn't Ray Sherrill like specifically like bring him out to like a dinner and pretty much like reassured him that like, hey, you're Taylor fucking Hall, man. Yeah, and then he I had remember them saying season. about that. Yeah, and then he kicked, <laughs> then he kicked up. <laughs> So hopefully he has that same conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope that like helps him like trust Ray even more. You know, when when you know negotiations start. For sure. So, uh, not really a news topic. I mean, obviously, it's still Marner still hasn't signed. Uh, Marner update, weekly Marner update. Um, Matthews came out and he basically said, "I don't know. I'm not really sure how to answer." Uh, like they asked if he was surprised whether that Marner hadn't been signed, basically. And he, he came out and he said, I don't know. I'm not really sure how to answer that. I'm not really part of those conversations. I guess it's really none of my business. Obviously, he's a big part of our team, and you hope to see him as soon as possible. Obviously, the situation with William Nylander last year was kind of tough on everybody, I guess. And it's not really a road you want to see another guy go down because it's hard mentally and physically. You're hoping that something gets done here soon. And obviously, you want him here as soon as possible. So, uh, he, uh, he, you know, Matthews and Marner obviously are friends. Um, his last comment was, uh, I think you just leave him be. We've talked a bit throughout the summer and as of late, but nothing really about hockey or his contract. And I'm like, mm. you're fucking, you're the guy I was just defending saying that you should be the captain of the team. You should probably be talking about to this dude about his fucking contract. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Tavares would like to talk to him about his contract. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that's him, I guess, just trying to play, you know, like, not Switzerland, per se, but maybe something like that. Just like, ah, you know, I don't want to get involved. Like, that's my friend, and and this is my team, and just trying to play the safe route. Yeah, it definitely seems like that's what he's doing. And, you know, that's that's a move most of these rookies, uh, the newer player, the newer generation of players, I would say. I mean, they're all kind of by the book, and talk like they're supposed to to media but again these two are friends so i mean it's like he doesn't want to risk saying something that's gonna reflect negatively on that i think well i, I mean, mean yeah 
I'm sure he has other friends on this team, and this team is severely not going to be the same team if fucking Marner's not there <laughs> at the start of the season. And if they have any aspirations of going deep in the playoffs or making the playoffs um, or getting, you know, a, for a bye or home, you know, home stadium advantage, they're going to need fucking Marner there. <laughs> and as like the guy, the face of that franchise, I don't know necessarily, even if even if you're not going to blame this on Marner, you should point a little bit of the finger and say, hey, why are we not getting this shit done? And not just be like, it's none of my business, <laughs> because it kind of <laughs> is your business. You play on the team. And it's going to directly affect, you know, your hopes at possibly winning a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And he's also the guy there, you know? Like, I feel like, I mean, before DeForest came there, I don't know how they look at him in the locker room. But, you know, like, it was that's Austin Matthews' team, I think most people would say. Yeah, that's a completely fair thing. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, Scott Stevens would probably have called out this bullshit. You and Scott Stevens, man. I'm telling you, every episode, every episode so far, there's been at least one Scott Stevens reference. Oh, so yeah, we could tally him. He's he's to the players that's been mentioned every episode as well. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, well, he is a, he is he would. I mean, he's a longtime Devils captain, right? So right. it's not like I'm going to bring up Bryce Salvador, <laughs> lesser known <laughs> defensive road cone, Bryce Salvador. Oh, great guy. Not the captain I think of when I think of my team, though. So. <laughs> But you know what? As a as a Flyers fan, I say let them shoot themselves in the foot and let Warner go. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, take, I mean that's, we'll take him. <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing is like he, he I I don't know. Oh, fuck, I'm I'm done talking about Marner. You guys okay with us being done <laughs> talking about Marner? This, this is not the Mitch Marner Watch podcast. <laughs> We should do that though. We could do that in post and some like the little news <laughs> with the keyboard typing. Marner, Marner watch. watch. Yeah. It's like he did. He still hasn't signed. <laughs> we just move on. Yes. <laughs> just one guy standing there. Ain't signed yet. That's the only update that you guys are gonna hear from here now on. Yes. It's like until it's he like signs. The, it's like the weatherman from Family Guy. It's gonna rain. <laughs> Um, and then one day when he does sign, we'll just get the same person to be like, he signed. <laughs> just nothing. So uh, a little little smaller signing news, obviously not to the same extent of, of Jake Gardner, but the Edmonton Oilers have reportedly signed free agent Riley Shahan to a one-year $900,000 deal, according to Mark Spector of Sportsnet, which I think this is officially announced by NHL as well at, at this point. Um, but the 27-year-old is expected to fill a third-line center role in Edmonton. He's coming off a split 2018-2019 season between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Florida Panthers, telling nine goals and ten assists. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this is just them filling a fourth-line, third-line center role for the Oilers. I, I, he's obviously he's not he's more to me he's more of a two-way center, mm. but you know that might be good for them as far as their PK goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a little familiar with his career just because he's, uh, he's, he was a former Red Wings and my ex roommate was a huge Red Wings fan. So I, you know, I kind of watched him through 2000 through 2012, I guess to 2014. Um, but like the, the top year he's ever had was like 13 goals and 23 assists. So that he's, like I said, he's more of a two way player penalty killer anything to get the oilers back on track at least i guess yeah. just sign who you can 
And I like I like these one year deals. I'm I'm a big fan of them. I like the you know minimal risk kind of deals. You know, prove me, see what you can do. You know, or even if he just uses it, even if he doesn't come back to the Oilers next year, you know, it's just a hey, uh, you know maybe a way to bring his stock up a little bit. I think it works for everybody. I li- I like these deals. Yeah, and I mean with the, with the Oilers kind of being on the bubble, because I I don't necessarily know that they're a playoff team this year, especially if if. Connor McDavid is not a hundred percent at the start of the season, which he right now they're not, they're basically saying he's not going to be playing in the preseason at all. Um, I, I, I kind of feel bad for a guy like this. Cause what's going to happen is the same thing that happened to him last year where he gets moved kind of at the trade deadline, um, which I, I could, I could see happening here, especially if Edmondson's not, close to the playoffs like him getting moved for picks to a team that might just be looking for a fourth line center to shore up a position headed into the playoffs yeah yeah or he might be trade fodder you know towards the middle of the year who knows yep <laughs> so uh if a couple i guess four three or four episodes ago we talked about phil kessel's weird <laughs> real estate listing <laughs> for his house um which included like a huge movie screen. Um, apparently he's came out and he, you know, obviously he's going to get asked about this cause it was so damn weird. Um, he was, he basically came out and said, I was selling my house and you know, there's nothing in there, right? It was used as a bedroom, like a blow up mattress and everything. I actually never <laughs> used that movie room one time, but my realtor's wife thought it was a good, I good thing to put in one chair or something to make it look like I used it. But I don't know. I never used it one time while I was there. I don't believe him. He's hiding something. <laughs> That's actually he, what you, he just put the one chair, but it still doesn't explain the glitter poster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Where did the poster? making these comments under duress, I'm telling you. Yeah, he had like, he had like an autographed Mariah Carey. Yeah, he had like an autographed Mariah Carey poster. And, and that doesn't explain <laughs> like that specific weird... post. I don't believe it. <laughs> the weird pictures of himself that he had hung up randomly in different places. <laughs> and also he said that he had a blow-up mattress in here, like Kessel can't afford a real bed. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of questions I have about this Phil, Phil yeah. Kessel. <laughs> that's in Toronto too, right? Oh, no, no. Where was he? Uh, uh, Toronto? Pittsburgh. Sorry. Pittsburgh, yeah. Like, he was there for a couple years. Like, <laughs> you know what, what I'm saying. You didn't think to buy a bed. not adding up here. <laughs> it, maybe, maybe his mindset is, uh, you know, you've got to keep yourself uncomfortable to <laughs> to be to score as many goals as fill the thrill. I don't know if it works. Maybe I'll start sleeping on a blow up mattress. Seriously, <laughs> I'll get that. My I'll get that glitter poster. <laughs> That's where his magic goal scoring comes from. Yeah. <laughs> the he power of staring at. Like, That's really funny though. Why would they think that would make it better? <laughs> like, That's why like, I don't they're... believe it. Instead of just being like, "Oh, look at this open theater," like that you could do anything with. They're like, "No, let's put a chair, just one, <laughs> just fix it right in the floor." I wish they would. I mean, <laughs> they probably walked this because they probably walked in there and saw that there was just a blow-up mattress and a fucking glitter poster <laughs> on the wall. They're like, well, at least we can put a chair in here. <laughs> I thought it make yeah. it look less weird. <laughs> Flashback <laughs> like, to Phil Kessel installing it himself <laughs> with the power drill. I mean, that's the, cra- the crazy thing is, like, 
I mean, his response to it made it almost as weird, which is like, yeah, it used to be a bedroom, like, blow-up mattress and everything. You're like, what? He didn't even say spare bedroom either. He was just like, it was the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So things out in Arizona are are a little wacky for Mr. Phil Kessel. Uh, I did like the his press photo. They get they gave him the throwback jersey, which I think is like one of the coolest NHL jerseys ever, um, with kind of the Arizona Fox on it, um, with the hockey gear on. Uh, but then they gave him like the normal hat, and I was like, oh god, you should have just done the whole gimmick. But <laughs> he's already done his presser events, and uh, th- this information I guess came from one of those press events. And I was like, hey, maybe just don't even comment on it, <laughs> like. I love that they're asking him about it at press events, though. (laughs) I like the idea. Like, not about hockey. It's like, so how about that theater in your your house? One chair. Just like, damn it. (laughs) Tell me about the poster, Phil. He's like, hey, man, I used to have a blow-up mattress in there. (laughs) You're like, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I just like that he had a blow-up mattress in there and this giant, like... Obviously, Phil Kessel is not an interior decorator. <laughs> Let's just go with that. There's there's a spot on the Prudential Center uh, on the opposite side where the uh, the away team comes out to go on their bus, and you can stand on the bar, and they literally have to walk right past you. Dakota, I will fly you here so for a game when we play against uh, Arizona so you could just be like, tell me about the poster, Phil. Yes. I want to know. <laughs> yes. I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually pay. We could record it. We'll put it up. We'll make a uh, we'll make a skates to throats Twitter and we'll throw it up on there yeah, for all of our <laughs> fans to enjoy. I need to get to the bottom of this. I'm gonna start making a board of craziness. We get, we can uh, we can get the Stably Cup guys to create some Kessel signs for us. <laughs> um, the yeah that era that uh, Coyotes jersey is right up there with that uh, with the Mighty Ducks jersey. That shit just looks so cool. I love the throwback stuff, man. Always do. I'm always torn on the Mighty Ducks jersey because I think the one from the first movie looked the best. But yeah, also that, that is kind of the edgy, same thing as yeah. it's kind of the same thing as the Arizona Coyotes jersey, but green if you think about it. And instead of yeah. a fox, it's a duck with hockey gear. <laughs> but that was like <laughs> my favorite of the Mighty Ducks uh, jerseys, which the you know the NHL team never used. It's really weird that uh, Anaheim, I guess, was they were owned by Disney, and that's why they switched that logo, right? Originally. Yeah. 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 So, and they called New Jersey a Mickey Mouse organization. Fuck you, Gretzky. All <laughs> 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 uh, right. So we have some sad news. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pierre Maguire this... is reportedly being demoted by NBC Sports ahead of the upcoming NHL season. <laughs> the Athletics Rick Carpinello, citing sources of the impeccable variety, dropped the news on Wednesday. Um, this is official at this point from from everything I've heard. He's still going to be part of NBC, but we're not I don't gonna have to hear his much. dumb voice every time. <laughs> Thank you. My prayers have been answered. Yeah, I'm really happy about this. Unfortunately, like I'm sure he's a great guy. I I don't I you know I don't want to like upset anyone, but yeah, uh, I'm just so happy I'm not going to see Mr. Clean anymore. 
Pull Crosby's dick out of your mouth already, man. That is the thing. When he loves a player, he really loves a player. (laughs) That's for sure. It reminds me of uh, the the guy from Monday Night Football. Uh, Not Al Michaels, but the other guy. I can't think of his name right now. But he's he's a lot like that, too. Like, specifically with... Yeah, specifically with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tom Brady... Uh, anytime those two, anytime he gets to announce one of those games, he he goes, he basically turns into full Pierre McGuire for like most of it. <laughs> and just like, look oh, at that perfect Patriots form. <laughs> like you're gonna do the Patriots game, he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, X Devil Devonte Smith, uh, Pele, and Tobias Ryder, Zach Ronaldo, and Alexander. Uh, Grenier, I always hate pronouncing his name because I feel like I slaughter it every time, um, are all set to have a PTO with the Calgary Flames. Um, I, I don't know as much about I know about Ronaldo and uh, obviously DSP because he's a former devil. Any of these, I mean, obviously, I think some one of these guys is probably going to end up cracking the lineup. I'm very surprised that Javante Smith Pele kind of fell into this situation. Um, but last year, he basically gave four goals and four assists. Yeah. I, I, I liked him when he was here. I was I was happy for him to that he got a cup when he was in Washington. Like, I was like, ah, oh, good for him, I guess. But, yeah, he I mean, yeah, he never really did much of anything. Yeah, four goals, four assists in 54 games. Eh. I'd like to see Ronaldo make the cup, man. He's a hell of an enforcer. I loved him when he played for the Flyers, man. He was just a pest everywhere. Yeah, but he's had some some controversy around him, right? Like yeah. intentionally attempting to hurt players and shit. Yeah, man, you got to if you're going to be a Flyer. <sighs> I remember, I always remember one clip. I don't remember who, but you could see Ronaldo like intentionally stepping on their ankle. Like on the back of their ankle, like where their Achilles tendon is with the friggin' skate blade. And ever okay. since then, I've wanted to punch him in the face. Shit, man, they teach that in Flyers training camp. You gotta win. You gotta win by <laughs> any means. Break I, that man's ankles. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, um, with DSP, the the highest point total he's ever had is 17. So... I, I don't know necessarily. And like you said, with Ronaldo, he's pretty much a goon. I don't know that the Flames are necessarily looking for a goon. No, they already have Kachuk, man. They don't need him. Yeah, <laughs> they already have. Uh, <laughs> unless they're just like, fuck it, we're gooning it up this season. <laughs> um, uh, that's a movie yeah, I will I, go see. Kachuk and Ronaldo. It's like a buddy cop. Film. Yeah. <laughs> just beat the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I... Maybe something will come out of it. I, I I would say, you know, DSP is probably the most likely to make the team and will end up playing on, like, the fourth line. Well, yeah. I guess it remains to be seen. Still pretty cool, though, that they're doing that. Would be a good team to get with. I mean, I can't, I can't see them not doing what they did last year and going into the playoffs. I just, I imagine they'll be a, they'll be a bit stronger this year. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the whole, you know, just get in, you know, because you look yeah. at teams like the Blue Jackets last year, you know, just get in. They friggin took out, you know, 
what friggin' like two major competitors. Yeah. Or yeah, I loved I love the underdog stories, man. That that last playoff series this past years was probably one of the I I, I say it all the time. It was probably one of the best playoff series I've seen in a very long time, just with the storylines. Yeah, and I hate or or I was gonna say the L.A. from uh, 2012. I mean the Flyers. <laughs> <a little> past- <laughs> Why? Why? Snuck I know. Snuck in at eighth, man. Swept two teams on the way to the cup. Come on. Uh, that's what happens when you get X Flyers, man. They they suddenly become good. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when you guys uh you get rid of like Patrick Nolan or whatever. We can have him. And then he'll become really good. We're, we're not getting rid of no one. I, I feel like maybe maybe it's just this area because I feel like that too with uh with like the Devils like when you, we we lost Adam Henrique to uh, Anaheim well we traded and we didn't lose him but you know like and then the dude comes here and puts on a show and uh and pulls <laughs> off one of the greatest moves I've ever seen on NHL ice against the guy that we traded him for. <laughs> I was just like, where was that? <laughs> he, he was here for years and never did anything remotely close to that. He does like have one of my. Sudden he's doing aerial flips and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he does have one of my favorite. Uh, well, him and Patrick Elias together have one of my favorite shorthanded goals of all time. Elias like picks up the puck and he and he sees Henrik streaking, and he like lofts this son of a bitch like a football, <laughs> and it lands <laughs> directly in front of Henrik, <laughs> and Henrik just. Puts a nasty deke on the goalie and scores. It's great. I'll see if I can find it and uh, post it out yeah, for everybody. That'd be sick. Uh, let's get into rivalries. Hell so yeah. uh, we have we, we we didn't go all all uh, all original six this week, but we do have one original six team, and that is the Detroit Red Wings. And we're basically going to be talking about what is known as the rivalry of a lifetime: the Colorado Avalanche versus the Detroit Red Wings. So, uh, as everyone knows, or or for you guys, as you guys know, I should say, and and hopefully the listeners will enjoy this, this started in 1996 during the Western Conference Finals Game 6 when former Devil Colorado Avalanche right winger Claude Lemieux gave a absolute vicious check. kind of in I guess like almost into the benches I would say and Chris Draper just goes face first and uh it, it like it it literally smashed his face it's disgusting it there is just like up. it's if it, it's one of the gnarliest hits I've seen I mean obviously like there's been scary ones where people have just gotten you know knocked out and you, and you see them cold out on the ice that's always scary as well like Taylor Hall yeah. hit someone like that uh, a, a year or two ago with and then that was scary because people almost skated over top of that guy to try to fight Paul, which was super dumb. But um, this is even crazier because not only it's not the Draper's knocked out, but there's literally a pool of blood. And then that's not an exaggeration. You can see it on the ice. It's like this massive red stain on the ice. Yeah, it was, it's gnarly. And the fact that Claude Lemieux, like he didn't at first get a major penalty for it. Like it was only like a, I think it was what, like a double double minor penalty oh um, yeah. and then they went to break and actually looked at it and be like oh yeah yeah he's gone <laughs> they yeah, suspended yeah. him for that hit yeah they ejected him and he had a one game suspension um but but what's crazy is 
they they end up winning. The yeah. Avalanche win the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. so the suspension didn't really mean anything uh, <laughs> because it was that this hit happened in Game Six, and uh, Avalanche win this game and win the Stanley Cup. And uh, in a lot of ways, this is kind of crazy because these are back to back Stanley Cup losses for Fedorov and Festivov and, and and basically the Russian Five people started questioning in Detroit, like, hey, are they tough enough to get this done? Because um, basically, <laughs> funny enough, Claude Lemieux just kind of had a feud of his own with the, with the Red Wings. Because uh, <laughs> in the previous year, he also laid a similar check on one of the Russian players uh, in the bench, very similar to this when the Devils went on to sweep the Red Wings. So basically, you have two back-to-back shitty Claude Lemieux hits, which... I think more so adds the fuel. He basically was the fuel for this fire. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> I like what the, uh, I like what Dino Sicarelli said after, I mean, and that post game thing, he's like, I can't believe I freaking shook that guy's hand. <laughs> that pisses <laughs> me right off. Uh, as, as, yeah, he was, those are some, those are some dirty hits. It, it's hard for me to hate, Claude Lemieux because he was on that first cup team so I'm kind of a Lemieux fan but that was a fucking dirt, dirty hit for sure yeah. <laughs> so then basically 301 days later after this incident it kind of was known that something was going to happen right <laughs> um, so the Avalanche and the Red Wings they met again on March 26 1997 at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit Michigan obviously um, this, is pro- this is before this was at the Joe Hockey Town, as they used to call it. And I think they're at Little Caesars Arena now or some shit, uh, if I'm not mm. mistaken. Um, both of these teams... Pizza, pizza. Are, <laughs> are just out from a... Shitty $5 pizza out of here. <laughs> so this this day on March 26th it has been nicknamed Bloody Wednesday or the Brawl in Hockey Town. And it's, uh, it's for really good reason. This is... <laughs> The craziest line brawl I think I've seen in hockey. Uh, there might, there may be one more. I know that I know that the Flyers had had a pretty crazy one in 2010. Um, but oh, yeah. this shit was absolutely insane. I mean, it starts. It what's really funny is uh, I think it's I can't remember which of the Russian five it was, but it actually started with one of the Russian players kind of getting into a little bit of a scrap. And then as soon as that set off, and as soon as Lemieux touched the ice, uh, shit was on. <laughs> Every There's gloves everywhere. <laughs> it looks like someone's having a hockey yard sell. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Waugh comes out. We had a out. goalie fight, an actual yeah, two goalie words. fight. Goalie fight! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patrick Waugh skates out of his net, and he's like trying to get these guys off of Claude Lemieux. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, it, it's fucking nuts, man. It's one of the craziest. It's not my favorite goalie yeah, fight because that, come up. that one comes a little bit later <laughs> in the following year. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 insane. Um, it, it's it's something you have to see. Like it, you can see the hate you in can, the fight. You can watch Darren McCarty pummeling Claude Lemieux's face and. And just feel the hate coming off of it. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. 
Yeah, they had like uh, when McCarty, yeah, when McCarty jumps on Lemieux, like he's on the ground and he's still just throwing hits. Like they don't give a shit. You could just see there's nothing being held back. They're trying to hurt these guys. Yeah. yeah. And and you know it's like you know what's crazy is it wasn't just the players that got into a fight, but like the actual coaches were yelling at each other. Scotty Bowman it was like just cussing out Crawford for the avalanche. Like they're at the bench, like the separator, the refs in between them and they're just cussing each other out. Um, it's pretty great. And, and it, you know what? It's kind of crazy because later as when Patrick Waugh was a coach, he had a very similar moment where he pushed the divider down. So <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. I have to cough real quick. We don't get a lot. Sorry, sorry. Patrick Wall doesn't get a lot of love on this uh, podcast, but uh, I feel like for this series, I got I got to give him props. Too. This guy was nuts as a goalie, and he could fight. Uh, could he fight? Because he got his ass whipped both times. He fought another goalie. <laughs> no, he fucking he was throwing punches, man. He tripped the first time. I saw that one. That one, that first one was really a no contest, man. They both fell at the same time. Um, yeah, but Chris Osgood. Yeah, that second one he did get. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris Osgood, in his, Chris Osgood. Yeah. his crazy eyes beat the absolute talk shit out of Patrick <laughs> Um which basically is the next piece of this feud, which is a uh, 90. Yeah, now, what I will say is in 97, obviously, after this big brawl, um, they go on to win, you know, the Stanley Cup. Hmm. So this is a big moment for Detroit because I think this is the first one they had won since... God, it would have been the 70s, I think, at that point. This is before they had kind. They go on this crazy run where they're, you know, they were in the playoffs every year, but they weren't really at the cup. And this kind of put the end to that. Um, obviously, you get uh, Shanahan and Yeiserman's first cup, and and the Russian Five's first cup. Um, and, and and kind of another crazy thing that happens is I believe like two of the members of the Russian Five get in like a horrible car accident. Uh, after like the day after or the week after winning the Stanley cup. And, uh, they, one of them ended up in a wheelchair and they, uh, they <laughs> Stanley cup again, the next year, they basically go back to back and they like brought him out on the ice to lift the cup, which is a real classy moment. I, if you, if mm-hmm. anyone's interested in that story I, for sure, or the Russian five in general, I would check out the movie, the Russian five. It's, it's, you can rent it on Amazon. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It's definitely worth a watch. But they go, they go deep into this feud and rivalry as well, um, and kind of what led up to that, you know, that Stanley Cup win finally cresting the mountain. Um, but yeah, as we kind of talked about, '98 Stanley Cup playoffs, another brawl, Patrick Waugh and Chris Osgood. Um, I think the, the the crazy thing about this goalie fight is I think it's the only time I can ever remember that a goalie got a minor, a major, a misconduct in a game misconduct. <laughs> That's a Yahtzee in my book, my friend. <laughs> Which um for Detroit wasn't as big of a deal because if I'm not mistaken, their backup at the time was Dominic Hasek, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I was watching a video <laughs> earlier of it. Yeah. Um, there's another one where Dominic Hasek you see the, uh, down, try try to fight Wa and Wa's like not looking at him, so Hasek just dives at his knee. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, saw that one. Did you see the uh, 
I think they were they called into question whether or not a Dominic Hasek stick was legal. So they had to take his stick away from him and go measure it all, and he just comes back and like yanks it out of the ref's hand, all pissed off. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, some of that shit was petty, man. It, it was so funny to watch. <laughs> but I mean, this is a weird one because the rivalry has died off. Like, I mean, it's still a little bit there, and yeah. I think it's more of the fanfare now. And when Wa was obviously the coach there, a little bit of that picked back up. Um. Because Datsuk was still playing and kind of was around for some of some of this, uh, a little later, obviously, but was around for some of this. And, and it's just this is a rivalry that I want to come back. Like, you know what? Detroit doesn't have a lot going on right now. Like, someone just start some <laughs> shit with Colorado. You know, like why not? Um, maybe they can yeah, sign Ronaldo. Maybe it'll be the thing they need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you it, the rivalry is kind of crazy because like they've played 107 games, Detroit's won 62 of those games, and obviously, I think it's a little unfair to to compare Stanley Cup wins just because Detroit does have they have 11, but some of those came before the Avalanche were even a team, so you, that one's kind of hard to count. And I think this is actually including their lineage uh, as the Nordiques. So yeah, that's. That's our rivalry. Do you guys have any additional thoughts or anything you want to say on this one? Nah, man, this was this one was short and sweet, but man, man, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. As uh, as I, I like, well, like we could compare like the Bruins and uh, Canadians rivalry to like a like a big piece of steak, and this one, this is just a little little tiny uh little tiny filet <laughs> mignon. Really good, <laughs> but really short. Right, yeah, I feel like these are the ones, yeah, that, that keep make the league go around. You know, you have like the big rivalries yeah. that'll that'll be there forever, but then we get these nice little ones, right in between. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. Yeah, fucking two goalie fights, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I mean, it also That's does. Good. It it also is like the one of the biggest moments in in Detroit's history because like after you know they beat Colorado. They win the cup in 97. Yeiserman yeah. wins the Conn Smythe as the playoff MVP, and he's the first to raise the cup. And he had been there since being drafted. And they had yeah, built this like rushing 82 team. 82 or like 85, I think, I want to say. Yeah. And, it was um, in the 80s. I know that much. And there's just that great moment of, of them raising, Yeiserman raising that cup for the first time. And it, if you're yeah. a Detroit fan, I would think that this is probably one of your top moments of all time if you're around during i mean i don't see how not and uh uh konstantinov was the um he was the one that was in the car accident uh which was just six days after their cup victory so and that's that's uh that's that's the uh cup when they went uh when they win their second cup in the eiserman years as i like to call them he uh that's the first person eiserman hands the cup to which is like a really great Detroit moment as well. And, and the Avalanche, while they had um, some good, you know, some good moments as well, them winning their cup, their cup victories, obviously uh, big deals. I mean, they had great players like Joe Sackick and, and Peter Forsberg and Adam Foote. Like there's a, there was a lot of great Legends. players. Um, so I'm not just discrediting them. It's just that they were kind of a new team. Um, 
and they got to a cup really fast. So I, you know, as far as like great moments out of the, that rivalry, I, I would say, you know, 97, the, that, that cup raise is probably the biggest. Yeah. I could agree with that. Yeah. These two were, these two are powerhouses in that time period. So it's, it's just, it's fitting that it's, it's these two teams and, you know, it's always good when there's blood on the ice afterwards, man. <laughs> I love it. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, uh, we, uh, I guess you want to, I guess we can go into our, uh, player highlights. We did this kind of last week. I think it's a fun thing. Um, sorry guys, anyone who listened to the show last week, I have no clue who we said we were going to do. I haven't had time to go back and re-listen to the show. So we just picked one. We're going to talk about the finish flash, Timu Solani, obviously an amazing player for the Anaheim Ducks or the Mighty Ducks. Um, started out as a Winnipeg Jet, get, got drafted in 92-93, and had an incredible season. We're talking 76 goals, 56 assists, 132 points. One of the highest point totals, I believe, uh ever that was right? a great head of hair too yeah yes an amazing hair um great international <laughs> amazing player. Man. it's in, it's crazy to think about someone's rookie year coming into the league and scoring 132 points uh in 84 games like that's absolutely nuts uh he actually ended up having let's see one two 300 point seasons, two 90 plus seasons, one 80 point season. Um, his, I mean, his career goal total is 684. He had 773 assists, 1,457 points. Um, That's it's so absolute legend, <laughs> man. The year I was born. That's legendary. Put up 132. You're very welcome, Timo. I'm glad I could help you out with that. <laughs> yeah, he did it for you. He's like, this one's for the small child in New Jersey. <laughs> Who one day loved this sport. <laughs> um, and his playoff numbers are just as nasty, too. I mean, he had 44 goals, 44 assists, uh, 88 total points in NHL playoffs, which is, is, is nasty. Um, a ton of goals and in international play with Finland. Uh, the the craziest thing about him is it's it's a little different than your Gretzky, right? Because Gretzky was really really good at just knowing where to be on the ice at all times. Yeah. Whereas like Timu Solani literally used everything, every inch of the ice was just like covered by his pure speed more yeah. than like Gretzky's. Just I need to know where to be like. Timu skated around players. Uh, Lidstrom, he once said he's one of those snipers that can put the puck on the net because he finds the opening and knows where to be on the ice. And, uh, and, and he went on to say he's just a very elegant player. He's a uh, very nice stride to his skating. He plays with a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm with the skill he has. It just makes for a heck of a great hockey player. I will say like his skating speed in comparison to some of these players, if you go back and watch uh, – just his goal clips from the the 92 93 season is is absolutely fucking insane. Mm. <laughs> oh, you don't get the nickname the finish flash by being slow, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's just so slick on the ice. 
and everybody talks about one of those players that comes around no No, you're good go go, go ahead oh i was just yeah he was one of those players that comes around like once a generation man he's just it's insane oh yeah yeah, and I, I always love, like, the, the off-ice stuff sometimes, too. Like, the way you can hear the way, like, other players, like, talk about him. You never hear a bad thing about him. Yeah, apparently he's, like, one of the nicest guys in the entire world. I know when he retired, like, he, I think he, like, he moved and he, like, opened a restaurant for a while. And they were, just like, thought, I know that a lot of people were talking about that, like, after his, uh retirement because they they raised his jersey in 2015 as a duck obviously uh single stanley cup winner but he did get a cup yeah mm-hmm. has the maurice rocket richard trophy um 98 99 and and there was a lot of good goal scorers uh, you have to remember for him to get this trophy in general during this time period because of wayne gretzky uh if you're he, he won this in 98 99 we just talked about how he put up 132 points in 92-93. So that means whatever the hell Gretzky put up that year was, like, even nastier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, obviously, like a nine-time All-Star Calder Memorial Trophy winner, um, Bill Masterson Trophy winner. It just every hockey accomplishment. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hockey Come Hall on. of Famer. He he holds. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Let's just say he holds a shit ton of records. Most of these are for Anaheim, but he does have the most goals recorded by a rookie, most points recorded by a, a rookie, uh, most goals by a Finnish-born player career, and most points in Olympic competition career with 43. So, absolute legend. One I definitely wanted to highlight. I, I it's. I think because he, you know, his most of his career was with the Jets and the the Mighty Ducks, he's one of those that kind of gets overlooked and not talked about a lot. For sure, and I, I was just too thinking like he only played one year over in um, Colorado, but sometimes you're like looking, you're like, like wow. I mean, they lost in the second round, but when you think about him and a player like him and Joe Sackick on the same team. You know, he also had Peter Forsberg on that team. Like, that that lineup was stacked. Yeah, that, I mean, it was a really good lineup. This, he had kind of started, people had started saying that he was kind of on a decline. Because mm-hmm. um, he had that run in San Jose where I think one gate one year, which, well, I guess that was the lockout year. Uh, let's, let's see. Was 01, 2001, was that the lockout? Uh, I thought it was 2004, it, where they didn't play. Yeah, I thought it was 2004 to five. That was yeah, that uh, yeah, was the next okay. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he he played for San Jose for three three years and kind of had a total of 70 points in those three years. Which and and before that with the Ducks, once again, not the same same yeah. kind of. To be fair, he played only 12 games the one the first year with them at least. But yeah, yeah. But he, he basically he kind of had a dip. And then he gets back to Anaheim, and <laughs> the very next year, he's like 90 points, 94 points. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of weird that, like, to me, I'll always associate him as a duck, even though, you know, his probably his best career is his rookie season, or best, best season was his rookie season. Um, but it, it's just one of those things you have to keep in mind that the goaltending got a lot better during also during this time period. So, like, 
for him to put up 90 in 2005, 2006, um, yeah. and 94 in 2006, 2007. Like, that's fucking nuts, especially when people kind of had thought that he, he was a little bit of, on a decline. It is crazy that he didn't play with Colorado longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like I said, I think that was mostly because they thought he was kind of done. Yeah. Uh, he proved them wrong and went on to win a Stanley Cup and play like <laughs> until <laughs> 2000, <laughs> until like 2014. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he did put up what, like 32 points, I think, right? It's, I mean, it's still, it's not bad, but I guess yeah, for Team like Mussolini, a... you're like, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, he put up 32 in the in the previous years. He put up you know 54 and 64 with San Jose. It's just it it wasn't what they thought they were getting. And yeah. probably a large contract. And then the very next year, you get the lockout. So I guess like that's probably they just didn't re-sign him. Um, just weird to think about him being on a like a one-year deal. Um, but uh, shit was weird. That that was around that lockout, and people weren't really song, signing up long-term deals because you didn't know what the bargain bargaining agreement was going to be, which obviously didn't didn't go too well because <laughs> we missed an entire season of hockey. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for me in in Team Usalani, the Finnish Flash. I think that we've covered everything, guys. Unless there's something, I know that I know that Dakota, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about the the NHL 20. Um, you want to kind of give us your review? I know you've been playing it. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. It's actually downloading now. But uh, go ahead, let us know what you think. Yeah. About it. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I got it on uh, EA Access. Uh, so it's like they're doing a 10 hours free uh, promo and I got into it and you know like uh, Sean you brought up this good point it's kind of like this mm-hmm. uh, the FIFA thing where they just slap a new number on it year after year and it's always the same yeah but honestly for the first time this feels this feels like an actual improved experience to the previous game like they did away with the uh, with the NBCSN style presentation you know, it feels like a hockey video game. The commentary is very intuitive, even where you'll get, like, the uh, the announcers will raise the inflection in their voice. So it'll be like, he scored a goal! Like that. Mm. And it's just, it's so refreshing because I hated the commentary in the last year's game because it just, it sounded wooden. And I get they only get that, they only get those guys for, like, a day or two at the most to record all their stuff. Um, but it, it just, it feels like a more... Uh, I don't it feels better and I really appreciate that and I mean I've only played maybe even a half an hour yet so I mean once it completes downloading I I can't wait to give it a try I I give it a thumbs up honestly that's good yeah I'm definitely gonna give it a shot like I I'm, I'm always I'm one of those guys too where I'm always like I'm not getting it and then like it goes on sale and you can get it for like $15 and I'm like ah fine but yeah. uh, I, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot just because, you know, I've I bought every one from what was it 2009 up. And I, I keep saying I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. And I end up getting it. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to give it a shot and see if if, if you like it. I'm going to take your opinion, you know, and I'll see. I'll so, see. Uh, yeah, it just it feels better. Yeah. So it's trivia it question. Controls too, about- and that's cool. Trivia question about this NHL series of video games, 2009 and up, as you as you noted. Do you remember who was on the cover of 2009? And also, do you recall that being 
one of EA's last sports games to come to PC. Uh, I want to say, I almost want to say Patrick Kane, but I feel like he was on 10. So <laughs> he was on 10, and uh, it was Jerome Yaginla in a Calgary oh, jersey, yes. which is kind of insane. Oh, um, and a great player yeah. to choose for the cover. Sure. It's it, it, with a with a smaller market team that's not like at that point in his career, I mean, he was he was a great player, but it wasn't like he was like an all-star rookie like Connor McDavid or something like they do now. Um, yeah, great, great stuff all around. Um, I can't wait to play it. I I, I love the fact yeah, they changed so the commentary. Good. I hated the NBCSN style just because it made every like if you're playing be a player mode, it just looked so damn jarring at the beginning of every game. <laughs> like you you have this full motion video and then they like show video game players <laughs> like right after. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and I'm 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 hoping that they add in what they did. And I don't know if they did that this year, but Madden has a new thing. If you play like the pack league or hut um, hockey ultimate team or, or mutt and Madden Madden ultimate team, they actually have like you can put up a player on your team it's basically mm. like gambling and if you win the game you take that other person's player or they take your player if you lose uh, oh, i hope shit. they add that in because i, I think that would, that's going to increase my uh playing time on hut if that's a thing for sure oh. that's actually really interesting uh, yeah that, i feel like that adds a lot of intenseness to the game but then we'll have you know then they go up three goals in the first period and you're like no <laughs> r.i.p controller <laughs> <laughs> not my Ovechkin gold card. Oh God! <laughs> All right, guys, that's this it took for us. Years to achieve. <laughs> um, I I got nothing left, so I guess this is the end of the show. Unless you guys have something else you want to talk about. No, I feel like just a short week yeah, this are week. Yeah, we gonna but... talk about Slapshot. Oh yeah. Well, I thought I I I, I uh yeah. your your <laughs> girlfriend wanted to talk about it, so I told her that we would put it off for a week. I'd be down for that. That'd All give right, me a chance to watch it again. I didn't. I, I actually wanted yeah. to watch it. I thought I it'd be fun it. to have a uh, have a guest on potentially yeah, to I did. talk about. It's on Tubi. Yeah, it's on the Tubi app. So oh, yeah. you listeners at home, uh, watch Slapshot. And you'll get to hear our oh, Yeah, reviews. I'll definitely. I'll bring Jennifer on. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, next week, we'll have plenty to talk uh, about. We're going to have yes. some games. Games and more prospect uh, prospect games, because I'm going to go yes. back and watch all of yes, them. Yes, the season is almost hmm. in It's almost there. All right, guys. From everyone here so at Skates the Throats, I want to say thank you for listening. You can hit me at, at Chris R. Patton on Twitter. Um, at Christopher Ray Patton on Facebook and uh, at Chris R. Patton on Instagram. I don't have anything on Instagram, so don't be disappointed if you don't see any photos there. My apologies for that, <laughs> um, but it does exist. Check out our website, geekvibesnation.com. It's got all of your geek news, movies, reviews, basketball, uh, hockey, obviously, and uh, my other podcast. If you're into wrestling, um, we just did a show today. That's the Wrestling Geeks Alliance podcast. We're available, obviously, on Spotify. Uh, anywhere you want to get a podcast, it's going to be posted up, as you guys know, because you're grabbing this one. Uh, everyone else, give your handles and sign out to the good people. Go ahead, Dakota. You can go first. Hello, you All right. Well, I am Atlas Shock Dakota. As always, uh, 
still not quite there with the social media stuff yet, but I'm getting better at it. Um, yeah, no, I'll see you guys next week. Yep, and you can catch me on Twitter at K, letter K, number four, K-I-L-L-S. Uh, it is my gaming Twitter, but you can talk to me about anything. I don't mind. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about some actual preseason games next week. Sean, you got any um, Twitch streams planned for this weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah, I stream I stream pretty much all week except for Tuesday. Every day except for Tuesday. So you can catch me on Twitch. Same thing, K, four kills. I just like to play some games. Maybe I'll play NHL 20 on there. And you guys can get my oh, raw yeah, reaction to the game. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Everyone get in the chat and uh, you can just hear me say random shit to Sean for, for an hour or whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> there you go. In the immortal words of famous Devil's announcer, Henrik, it's over.